Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health, and wellness to help you live your absolute best life. To be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode. Hey there, everybody. So welcome to the She Heals the World talk show today. And today I have a little bit of a special episode coming for you. So um, I am celebrating that we have 10 episodes under our belt. Woohoo! We actually just launched the 11th one. That was the last episode. And so for episode 12, I thought it would be cool to switch it up a little bit and have you hear from me as the leader, quote unquote, of this movement that we all have built together um, as a coach and as a teacher for a lot of you who are in my Fearless and Free program or um, the Mastermind or private coaching. And so I am really excited to spend this time with you, even if you're a listener and you you haven't officially joined any formal community um, in this kind of sisterhood that we built together. I thought it would be important to kind of leave you guys with a message that was just placed on my heart um, as I've been doing this work and hope that it helps you in some way as you are building your beautiful business. So today, what I want to talk to you guys about is really the staple of my work here at She Heals the World, and it is centered on feminine leadership. And I think that it's really important to start to have the conversation about what it looks like to lead differently as a woman. Um, You know, I have talked back and forth a lot in my head about my specific niche and what I bring to the table, right? And I know that I'm 100% confident that I was created to support women entrepreneurs. I know that for sure. From the school that I built to the nonprofit that I launched to the business that I built and now that I focus a lot on freedom, it all has been geared towards helping women better prepare themselves to create a movement that completely sets their soul on fire. And when I think about that, I think about the various things that I've learned as I've built my movements and how I can help you in even a small way today on this episode so that you can get a little further in yours. And when I think about that, the first thing that comes to mind are the skill sets that I believe are a part of being a feminine leader. And so what is feminine leadership? And how is that different than traditional leadership? So I went to school. My doctorate is in, quote unquote, it's under the organizational leadership department uh, at Columbia. And so I studied leadership very extensively, um, both from an academic perspective and as well as um, a practical sense. And one thing I can say is from observing leaders and studying leaders, I think that we hear and this is both entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs, I think that we hear a lot about being resilient, you know, pushing forward, getting the job done, really um, grinding 
And even in a lot of entrepreneurship circles, we talk a lot about hustling and, and all of that. And I think that it's really important that we start to bring in more of the quote unquote feminine qualities into being a leader, as well as empower women to know that you don't have to kill yourself to create your startup. You don't have to kill yourself to launch your movement and that there is a better way. And a lot of the characteristics I think that support that better way lean towards more of a softer approach, more of a, a, a traditionally feminine approach to living and being. And that includes using your intuition more. It includes um, being very empathetic more, being very collaborative. And this is not to say that male leaders are not this way or male leaders don't hold these qualities and traits. What I'm saying is that traditionally we have emphasized as a society more male characteristics in the leadership role. And a lot of times women look to men to step into that role uh, in our businesses and in our um, organizations. And, um, and I think that that needs to shift. You know, I remember when I first became a leader, I became a very young leader at 25. I had just launched a multiple seven-figure school. I'd raised um, a lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the school off the ground. And as a school CEO, I felt like I can't come in wearing a dress and, you know, kitten heels or anything like that. Like I had to look like a leader. I had to look like my colleagues who were, you know, 50-year-old men and who were dressed very formally, you know, big stuffy suits and, and the whole bit. And so I felt like I had to mimic that similar style when I would kind of rub elbows at meetings with certain people, even as I was raising funds for the school. I felt like I had to play that more masculine part. And um, we can argue about whether that was right or wrong of me or if that was real or something that I imposed on myself. But one thing I can say from experience is that even if it may have gotten me further in the long run, I can say that it didn't feel true to my soul. And so now in my own business, I have the luxury and the pleasure of being able to slow down, of being able to create, of being able to take quiet time and really listen to my inner voice. I have the ability to be more vulnerable, more conscious about the impact that my work has on the greater society and on the greater good. And so these are things that today I have the freedom and flexibility to do because I've given myself permission, but also because I have created this baby. I don't answer to anybody but myself, right? And so, um, and so I've been able to experiment and toy with those things. And one thing I can say from experience is not only does leaning into my own feminine leadership feel better, but I can say that I get results faster. So in today's episode, I want to give you five tips on how you can slow down to speed up. Five ways that you can slow down and feel good about it. Because I think a lot of the times what prevents us from falling into a different approach to running and leading our business as opposed to just systems and structures and really kind of going hard and bang banging it out and, and hitting the ground running and all of those really um, harder terms. What prevents us from 
going the other way is that we feel like if we have this more creative, fluid, open approach to leading a startup, that it just won't happen. And so I'm going to give you some some tips that you can use to start to shift your mindset around that so that you can play with these different elements and see how you feel. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about what you do, it's about how you do it. And bigger than how you do it, it's about how you feel about how you do it. And that, to me, is the heart of feminine leadership. So, five keys to slowing down and feeling good about it. Grab your journal, take some notes, record this if you need to, because I really think that by making these five shifts, you will start to see some tremendous results as you are launching your body of work. And so if you're a coach, if you're a woman entrepreneur, if you're a creative, if you are a service-based entrepreneur and you're trying to figure out how do I get this thing off the ground? How do I turn this nothing into something? I think that by taking these principles into account, they will help you to get a little bit further, faster, and have more sustainability in your leadership. So being able to sustain what you are creating for a longer period of time so that your startup continues to push forward. All right. So practice number one. Practice number one that I have for you is something that I had to figure out on my own. There's not really a whole lot of research supporting it. It's one of those tried and true things that I just had to go through the fire and experience. And um, and that shift for me is the power of forgiveness. So from a spiritual perspective, we know that forgiveness plays a very major role in our lives. But I have to say that in the traditional world, it is also really important to forgive. When we don't forgive people who have harmed us in the past, when we don't forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we've made, when we don't forgive colleagues or associates for things that they may have done in ways that they may have slighted us, when we don't forgive spouses or prior people that we've been in intimate relationships with, when we do not forgive, we carry a burden with us into every conversation. And we don't realize sometimes the weighing on our heart that that has. And so how does that impact you in business? Well, it's very clear. When you have a conversation with an ideal client, are you looking at them and having this baggage weigh on how you interact with that person? When they connect with you, do they feel like you are magnetic? Do you hold this confidence, this lightness, this excitement, this energetic inner feeling that people can just grab and see in your eyes? Or do you come with a spirit that's heavy? And that is almost off-putting for people that you desire to interact with. I had a client who was very, um, she was very focused on who she was attracting. And she, she chose to use a lot of our sessions to, to talk about that. Because no matter what she did in her business, she changed her branding, she invested in herself, she um, refined her expertise in the coaching area, she happened to be a coach, but she kept repelling 
her ideal client, whenever she would have an interaction with her ideal client, for whatever reason, if the price point was right, the package was right, the result was right, she found those people not wanting to work with her. And so we engaged in a very deep session one day, and at the root of it, we found that there were so much, so many things that she was holding on to that was getting in the way of her having such a pure spirit that that was literally repelling not just clients, but everyone else around her. She had lost friends. She had lost relationships. She had lost people that she was uh, in conversation with that relationships could have blossomed into, and she didn't end up being successful in that. And so once we got to the crux of who she needed to forgive and the baggage that she needed to release in order to engage in relationships without a heavy heart, she was able to turn it around. And so I tell you that forgiveness is so important. Even if you have forgiven the people in your life for things that they have done to you, you may not have forgiven yourself for things that you may have done to yourself. You may not trust yourself. You may have failed in the past and you haven't yet gotten to a place where you have forgiven yourself and you're ready to move forward and let it go. I always say that like people have a sixth sense when they interact with you. And sometimes they sense lightness and good, and sometimes they sense darkness and fear. And so I just encourage you, just like I've also had to do for myself, I encourage you to explore what forgiveness really means for you. And I encourage you to become aware of what you're bringing into conversations with ideal clients, with customers, with funders, with sponsors, and with people that you desire to build community with. Forgiveness is huge. The second one, journaling and meditation. So I wish I could just wave a magic wand and get everybody who's listening to the six and multiple six and seven figure level in their business and tell you that it just takes these 10 steps. And even in my academy, in the Fearless and Free Academy, we do talk about steps that you can take, very strategic and measured steps that you can take as a new woman entrepreneur to get your business off the ground, to get your movement started. However, even by following that exactly to a T, there's still this whole thing about being in your purpose. I don't know if you've heard this quote, um, but I, I was made for a purpose and I am loved beyond comprehension. And that's something that I even say to myself sometimes when I'm feeling discouraged. And I say that because I know that all of this external knowledge is to help me refine my inner knowledge and bring it to the forefront so that I can live out my purpose in its full, fullness. And so I can give you the external knowledge. I can tell you the steps to creating a quote-unquote marketing funnel, a sales funnel, to have a conversation with an ideal customer or an ideal client. I can give you a script on how to um, find sponsors. I can tell you what to say to who so that you can get the result that you need to change more lives. But I can't be inside of you and tell you your unique purpose. Only you 
and our creator knows that, right? And so when you can tap into the power of having some kind of spiritual practice, and I try to make this open for everybody of all faiths, and so one thing that I teach is meditation and journaling because that's an entry point that everybody can access. But if you are someone who believes in the power of prayer, then you would do your prayer. If you're somebody that believes in more of a spiritual meditation, then that's something that you would do. But being able to journal and or meditate or do your spiritual practice is something that helps you to tap into your inner voice. And that inner voice guides you into alignment so that you can truly uncover what your unique purpose is. And so your purpose coupled with the strategy and the systems and all of those really hardcore masculine structures are and is what gets you success. But you can't get it without the other, right? And so step number two for slowing down and feeling good about it is practicing the power of journaling and meditation. And if you don't necessarily know how to do this, you can YouTube this. If you'd like some journaling prompts, you can follow me on my Instagram. Sophia Satterwhite is the Instagram name. And sometimes I drop some journaling prompts for you to be able to practice the skill of journaling so that you don't feel alone um, or lost as you're trying to do it. But there are lots and lots and lots of resources to help you do this. And so if you have not started a meditation or journaling practice and, and or you are not in a prayer practice, then I definitely encourage you to start to keep your eyes open for something like this so that you can get into a routine. There is freedom in routine. There is power in ritual. And so being able to get up in the morning and drink your tea, uh, brush your teeth, drink your water, whatever your hydration method is, and then get into your spiritual practice and then get into your movement practice, right? Like there is power in that. And, um, and a lot of times we forget it. We get up, we look at Instagram, we check our email, and we're off for the day. Where was that grounding? Where was that listening to that inner wisdom and guidance so that you know you're in alignment and that you're on the right track and so that you're on the right track? So that is number two that I have for you when we think about slowing down to speed up, slowing down and feeling good about it. The third one is single tasking it out. So the days of multitasking, gorgeous, are over. If we read, um, I know there's a book called Essentialism. There is um, another book called, I think it's called The One Thing. Um, But there are all these new movements and all this new literature about the power of just focusing on a single thing and getting that thing done before you move on to the next thing. And so we're no longer trying to hustle, right? We're no longer trying to to grin and bear it and to do all these things at one time. We're slowing down and we're focusing on one complete task at a time. Now that doesn't mean you only do one thing in a day unless it's a really one big thing and you really want to get it done that day. You can do multiple things in a day, but you, you are focusing your time 
on one thing at a time. So you may do two hours focusing on one specific task, writing your sales page. That's all that you're going to do for those two hours. Or you may be crafting your email sequence. That's all you're going to do for those two hours. Or you may be creating a sponsorship list. That's all you're going to do for those two hours to, to really get to the crux of getting something completed and then moving on to the next thing. So single tasking it is a feminine leadership quality. It is all about slowing down. Now, let me say something else. If there are guys listening to this, I don't want you to hear, guys, that feminine leadership is just for men. We each have male and female qualities and approaches to doing life and business. And so you, it would also be good for you to incorporate feminine leadership practices as you're doing your work so that you can stay in balance as well. So I just want to give a little shout out to the empowered men who listen to the She Heals the World talk show. Thank you for listening. All right, we're on to number four, which is practicing presence. I cannot even tell you how many times I used to be in a meeting and I would be checking my email and I would be um, responding to different notes and I would be taking down points in my um, on my iPhone and I would be like sending text messages and all while I'm in a meeting and somebody's talking and I'm listening and I'm getting back to that multitasking thing. I'm listening. I hear you, but I wasn't really present and people feel when you're not present and when you are present, you have a completely different experience of the person. Now, when I go out to lunch with someone or go out to dinner, especially people that I really care about, I put my phone away. I want them to experience me and I want to experience them. And that deepens the relationship so much faster. Just that one action. And that's really important when you're trying to build connection and relationship with the people you desire to serve in your business. And so being present is something that unlocks the door to a stronger connection. And so if you haven't already started practicing presence, and this is even something really important for moms um, or or folks who are kind of in in the family phase, whether you are just, just getting married, starting to get, thinking about getting married, engaged, or already are married, whether you have kids or starting to explore being around kids or have godchildren, this is something that will completely change the dynamic in your home. Just being present for your partner and allowing them and giving them, not allowing them, giving them the space to be their full self will completely transform your relationship with your partner and with their and with your kids and the kids that you are in relationship with. So I really encourage you to practice presence. It's something that is a game changer for everybody involved, and it will help your business. It will help your business. It will help your business grow faster. Slow down to speed up. And last but not least, smile. So I know this one may sound a little cheesy, like, oh, smile. Okay, what is that going to do? But again, this is about energy. And so who are you being in your day-to-day interactions? What do people say about you when you're not in the room? 
do people say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that person's gone. Like, I could not stand being around them. Or do people say like, oh my goodness, that person was just so heavy. They just were so intimidating and just strong willed. I just couldn't stand being in the room with them. Or do they say, wow, whatever she got going on, I want some of that. Because she was just so happy and so joyful and so light and free. Whatever she's selling, I want to buy it. (laughs) And it's not just about what you're selling. This is about who you're being. Who are you being when you walk in and out of the room? And so smiling is something that you can do that almost tricks your brain. Even if you're not happy and you smile, you trick your brain to feel happy and light and free. And so I challenge you to smile three to four times a day, randomly. I mean, don't walk around the grocery store looking like a crazy lady or at the farmer's market. You just smile and smile. (laughs) Like, what's wrong with her? Is she hearing voices in her head? But, you know, practice smiling. It really, really will make you feel better. And when you feel good, you bring a different vibe to the conversations and to the relationships that you have. And again, we're not just talking about business relationships. We're talking about all relationships. And so when those relationships are strengthened, you will start to see your business income climb. So just to go through those five, once again, five keys to slowing down and feeling good about it. The first one is forgiveness. Releasing all of the wrongs that have been done to you, but more importantly, releasing yourself from the bondage that you may have put yourself under as you have wronged yourself in whatever way, shape, or form. Second one, journal. Come up with some kind of spiritual practice so that you can tap into hearing that inner voice, that intuitive voice. Some people have spiritual terms for it. Some people just say your um, conscience, right? And so think about how you can be intentional about tapping into your inner voice. And a lot of times spiritual practice does that. And if you're not, you know, um, affiliated with a particular faith, journaling will also support that process. Single task is number three. Thinking about doing one thing at a time. Not a million things at a time, just one thing at a time, getting it done, moving on to the next thing. It will help you get and accomplish more in your business by slowing down and focusing on one thing. Practice presence is number four. Being there, being available, listening to people, showing them that you care and that you're there to pour into them. And then smiling. There is nothing like a confident smile. When you smile, your inner being changes. You exude a different level of energy to the relationships that you are engaging in. And so sometimes you can just walk around without looking crazy and smile. And these five principles are just the beginning of exploring some of the feminine leadership shifts that you can make so that you can break out of the box of being this almost quote-unquote heavy-handed masculine leader. There's nothing wrong with masculine traits because you do need a lot of them to be successful. But I think, unfortunately, we've lived in a culture where we have completely elevated the traditional 
masculinity and we have kind of undermined and almost suppressed a lot of the traits that are very feminine that bring us joy and long-lasting happiness. And so I encourage you guys to continue to explore these. This is not going to be the first talk that I do on them. Um, I am intentionally building these practices into my year-long business training academy, Fearless and Free. So if that's something that you're interested in, we can talk more offline about that. But in the meantime, I think this is a great, great place to start. I pray that this helped you in some way today and that you will use these principles and practices to take your business and your brand to the next level. Thank you so much for listening. Episode 12 on the She Heals the World talk show, signing off. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. And as always, for more resources, as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next episode.